pleasant platypuses. That's not true. You're very pleasant. We are... <laughs> we are the hosts of the How Long To Beat podcast coming at you live, which is not at all live, from E3. And by E3, I mean our homes via webcam. And not E3 at all either because it's like pretty much over. Yeah, pretty... Well, I mean, the conference goes on for a few more days but yeah all of the the pressers have been finished and that's what we're going to be talking about today good transition to so friday so we're all good also pleasant platypuses would have been like made more sense i don't know why i, I said unpleasant so i guess alliteration isn't your thing okay alliteration is 100 percent my thing all i do is alliterate anyway uh, today we're gonna be talking about some of the big games from the conferences that stood out to us the most, and we're gonna keep it as brief as we can be, us being who we are, liking to talk like the monsters we are. So, we've got a big list of uh, games that the three of us really want to talk about, and then we're going to dive into a little bit of things that we individually are excited about that we are not excited about as a group. So, let's uh, go ahead with our big list and go in the order that I have them here on the notepad. So, let's start with Death Stranding. Um, I mean, I, I know that in previous episodes, Toast and I have talked a lot about how excited we were. And I think even in our pre-episode conversation, we were talking about how we're a little more tepid on it than we were before. So why don't you go, Toast? Why don't you talk a little bit about that? I don't know. I'm just getting a little bit burned out with, like, just waiting in general with everything. But, like, with the weirdness, but no real explanation to why it's weird or anything like that. It's hard to have any concrete idea of what you would be buying or paying for or playing when you just keep getting weird stuff that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And that, like, yeah, it's super cool. And I love Guillermo del Toro, and I love um, Kojima, but I just, I, I don't... I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And at this point in the game, I'd want to. It's weird, because I've sort of found myself going the other way. That whole sort of expository thing sort of sold me on the concept. I still want to see what the actual gameplay is, because I don't think we really know what yeah, kind of the game like... it will be well, no gameplay. Well, I'm not so sure. We saw things that definitely looked like gameplay, but uh, in all, sense... of, all of it was just like, walking around so are we basically getting a walking simulator that's what i mean we don't know yeah and i don't know it it i still trust kojima i would trust kojima with mm. my life honestly but mm. you know this is what the, the third year that death stranding has appeared at e3 and I don't know, to show something three years in a row and for it to finally be revealed as a walking simulator, that, that sandpapers my rump a bit. I think they're holding back for PS5. I think that's the only reason that we're not getting anything more concrete. Okay, to be fair, um, the playable trailer 
from the like the Silent Hills game was also going to be a walking simulator. So if of they're fashion. yeah of a fashion, if they're doing essentially that, I guess that kind of sort of makes sense to me because this is its spiritual successor, even though it wasn't like ever made. Is it that though? Because the perspective is very different. Well, yeah, but it's all of the energies and all of the creative minds behind it working on something else. Yeah, I suppose. Um, it'll be interesting anyway. I just think that, you know, to to have so much hype surrounding it, I will ultimately, ultimately be disappointed if it's a walking simulator. I wasn't, like, I had no clue what we were going to get out of it. I was expecting something that was going to be, like, genre-defying, and it still very well could be, but... I I wasn't terribly impressed. This Although the, the trailer the trailer itself was phenomenally well done. Yeah. I'll say if it's under ten hours, I'll be disappointed. If it's over that, I think it could be okay even if it's a walking similar simulator. But if it's like a three hour game, hell no, we've waited like already like three or four years. Can a walking simulator really sustain for more than ten hours though? Kojima could do it. Well, uh, yeah, that. <laughs> I guess I did say that I would trust him with my life. If he, I would, if that's a could, terrible idea. If he could make a walking simulator interesting for more than 10 hours, then I would certainly be on board. In the interest of your threatened social life, Kurt, I think we probably should keep the pace. Alright, Last of Us 2 was next. Yeah... If, I'm going to say that if everything we saw in that gameplay is representative of what's going to be in the final game, that is going to be an insane game, just technically speaking. Yeah. At most, it's 50-50. I, I can't believe that anything will ever play out quite that way. Certainly, for anyone who's played the first one, some of the moment-to-moment of sort of running out of bullets and sort of thinking, shit, and having to retreat and move around, certainly those things happen, but... It felt super scripted, especially once it moved into the abandoned shop and she was avoiding the people as they were tracking around. I, I, it will be good, no doubt. It, they nailed the first one. Story notwithstanding, for a moment-to-moment gameplay thing, I don't doubt that they'll nail the second one, but I don't think it will be anything like as fluid or dynamic as that sort of bullshotted trailer would have led you to believe. But it'll be good, it'll be good. I mean, like, I I honestly don't know, because Naughty Dog is always pushing boundaries with things. And, like, I, I, I always return to that trailer with the moment where I think Ellie was running along and she, like, picked up a glass bottle, and in the same fluid motion she was able to throw it and hit the enemy with it. And that could very well just be, like scripted crap but it is naughty dog and they are all about that kind of thing so it's plausible but i i just don't know well from from an animation perspective no doubt it's the ai that i think is your bottleneck especially in the evidence of the first one but um like i'm not gonna say that i absolutely love Naughty Dog, but I think that they're an incredibly solid gaming development de- like department. I honestly think it could be, like, 
it could be really, really good. So the thing is, I don't think that they've been working on this game as long as they have been working on the first one. And also, I don't like the way Ellie looks grown up. I really don't. I think it looks kind of stupid. Like, her face is like, mm. You can't judge her on her looks. It's 2018, <laughs> I totally can, and I will, because the original model was, like, super, super good-looking. Yes. So you'd think that Ellie would be, too, but no, she doesn't look good now. They don't have the luxury of makeup in the post-apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Um, in the interest of time, we'll move on unless anybody else any- anything else to add. No, go ahead. All right. Resident Evil Two was next. Um, I am very excited. Mm-hmm. I love Resident Evil, and I have been waiting for them to do an HD remake of RE Two. I guess I'm not entirely sure based on what we were shown whether it's going to be an HD remake in the same style as the RE1 HD remake, or if it's going to be, like, on the RE7 engine. Um, I really don't know, but in any event, I'm stoked about that. I knew it was coming, and I still am, like, excited for it. Um, in Resident Evil 2, in my opinion, is actually one of the harder ones, so I'm going to be kind of curious to see how they're going to transition that. Uh, like, well? And also, how are they going to do the two separate arcs, like, with... Because um, the Resident Evil 2, I think it was two separate CDs. Are they going to, like, sell it as two separate games for... Oh, God. Or are they going to... They'll yeah, just well... bundle them. That was a constraint of the hardware. They'll just bundle the campaigns the same way they did with 6, where you had three different campaigns on the same disc. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right. I just it was it was weird. Um but the I guess it would be dependent on mode because I think Leon was the hard mode and then Claire was uh easy mode. I know. It's um I'm very out of touch with the series, but the trailer is well put together. It's as someone who doesn't really do much Resident Eviling. I could feel myself getting excited and I sort of caught myself thinking, hang on. But it, I'm quite keen to see how it turns out and I think they will sort of go down the seven route of knocking it out of the park. I think it would have been a very different sell if it was a, a sort of a HD up res and sort of a, a move into a new engine in the same way that the um, the remake of the first one was for GameCube and then later for modern consoles. So would you prefer it as like a first person Resident Evil 7 type game or like they did with the remaster? I think it's a much easier sell if you if you say it's this story you know, these characters you know, but a completely different way of playing it. And I, I think it's much easier to sell to new fans and I think it, it's a much more justifiable return for people who've played the original i think i agree Um, and disagree like i think it would be good for new players but i think that old players myself included would prefer it to play like the remaster not only that but given the nature of the story in resident 2 and um some of the the like panoramic like scenery in the game that i remember i don't think it would work as well with the the scheme and the controls of Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, yeah. I think you might lose a bit of the claustrophobia for sure. Exactly. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. So, any other thoughts about that? We ready to move on? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right, next on. is Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm excited, even though okay. we're going back to Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, I'm excited, but, okay, A, the Monster Hunter Sora looks really stupid. The, um... Toy you Story know that's Sora rule 34, really... up the wazoo by now. Why did, yeah. why did you have to go there? And they, they both look really stupid, but fucking Toy Story. Oh my god, I'm excited. Toy and Zoo's then, um... I I like the new Hikari um, Utada's, like, her new song, but I don't think it's as badass as they want it to be, because they were putting it over... I like it. I like it, but then they were putting it in these, like, really, like, emotionally crushing scenes and trying to give it weight, and it didn't have the impact that I wanted it, or that it, I felt like they wanted it to. It was kind of actually... a series about combining hearts to save the world, and you're complaining about it being too emotional. No, I'm oh saying it's, it's cringy, is what I'm saying. I'm I, not saying... That's sort of my point. I think in that series, that's unavoidable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's like complaining that the water's too wet. Kingdom Hearts is just weird, because, like, on the surface, it looks cringy, but then you actually sit down and play it, and it is, like... Still cringy. The gameplay is full phenomenal. There, there are cringy parts, yeah. but honestly, like it fills me with so many emotions playing Kingdom Hearts. No, I, I understand some real you. Feelings. Kingdom Hearts is one of those weird games that it's like you can't. I didn't have the nostalgia for it, but people that do have the nostalgia, Kingdom Hearts is like their first love it's like so so emotionally invested in them that like yeah i I kind of understand it (laughs) me i just don't have it me and my best friend like we didn't know each other very well when we got to college and we like hung out in the same friend group but we just didn't really talk to each other that much or really like each other that much until we went to a mutual friend's birthday party and we saw that they had kingdom hearts there and so we bonded by playing Kingdom Hearts together at that birthday party, and we mm. are as close as two human beings can be. So the bond that Kingdom Hearts is capable of producing cannot be understated. That's all I'm going to say. I'm hearing clear bias. I don't know about you, Toast. I, I don't know. I like it. I like when people are super passionate because I can hear your like voice kind of like jiggling a little bit with passion. Well, that's like, also oh, that's because so I have sweet. a massive festering sore in my throat at the moment. It's the passion. It's it's the love. It's both. Just passion. I, anyway, I'm ready to cry my eyes out. Um, so <laughs> I'm in on. Uh, just before we before we jump out um, in another. Rick is way behind and needs to get caught up on all the games. The only Kingdom Hearts I've played is the one on the PSP. Oh, Birth by Sleep? Which that, is phenomenal. That is a good oh, game. Oh, no, yeah, That's it's good, yeah. Game. And the first one that was on the DS, 358 over 2. Which, which is... That was my first okay. Kingdom Hearts. As you can imagine, not having a clue who any of the organization are and suddenly being thrown into the middle of them is a bit of a mess. So It's worst one to play first, which is why I probably don't like Kingdom Hearts, because I'm like, oh, these characters are dying! What's going on? And then my favorite character died, and I was like, never mind. <laughs> Alright, so for the sake of time, moving on, next on the list is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I'm hyped. 
I'm hype AF. Mm. Smash Bros. is like one of my top five favorite franchises. It's, it's just a genuine joy to play. It's great for a party. I, I'm waiting to see if there's anything that will match the subspace emissary. If there is, it's an easier sell. I just don't... I haven't been so excited for, like, I, I don't know. The thing is, the, the multiplayer never runs as fast as I want it to run, or as fast as I feel it should run. So it's not really good for parties, because trying to go off of, like, Wi-Fi, even with really good Wi-Fi, it has lag. And I I like playing it when I'm drunk, and it's not super good, and I'm not super excited. And as long as they, they keep chic and Zero Suit Samus, I'll be okay, I guess, because those are the, the best. But Which, it's just, it's, you can't fuck it up in Super Smash Bros. Pretty much. They obviously are, because the whole USP is, this is every character we've ever had plus one extra well two extra at least as two far extra? as we know well i guess three so i mean daisy who i mean is just a clone of peach you can I count, that count, that. count that um inkling girl and inkling boy um and really yeah. okay so so two new characters at least two um, we don't know if there in... are more Mm-hmm. I well, from what I saw of the the because I like screenshotted it. It looks like they also have like a link to the past Zelda in it as well. It's a link between worlds, Zelda. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's the skin they went for. I think they yeah. made the point somewhere in the thirty-five minutes they spent talking about it in the direct. I didn't watch all of that. They, yeah, they I, they I said the... that uh, Breath of the Wild Zelda is more of a scientist than a fighter, so they decided on Link Between Worlds instead, which, honestly, that's solid reasoning. I guess. Uh, I would have liked, though, don't have Zelda, have, you know, Mifa, or um, whatever else her name is, uh, Desert Chick, who's, like, super, super cinnamon. <laughs> I mean, that would be fun. They would just... They would only ever do them as assist trophies. Ooh, and Rivali. Rivali would have been cool. He has such a cool voice. What about Sidon? How can you forget best boy? Ugh. I hate... Hate the, um, fucking... Gorons. Well, he's not the Gorons, Gorons are the worst. Sidon? Sidon? Oh, oh, no, no, I love Sidon. He's I thought you were talking about the, the Goron. Yes, wow. he's best boy. I am going to clean. Oh, he's so good. His smile fills me with life. And it twinkles. I love yes. it. Yes. Um, but anyway, for your sake, Toast, I hope that the online is improved with he's Smash Ultimate. But, like, I'm very excited that they're bringing back uh, older characters, especially Snake. I'm just very happy to have Snake back in the roster. Hey, man. He added a lot to the story uh, in Brawl. Like, he actually added a lot of elements of comedy that went really well. And had he not been there, it would have been not as good. So I I definitely agree that I would like to see a legitimate story mode, or at least an adventure mode like they had in Melee. Either an emissary type or an adventure type mode would be cool. Something you can plug away at, that's the main thing. Yeah. Alright, let's move on. 
Um, Fallout 76. Hesitant, but excited. Same. Yeah. I'm a little bummed that you can only access the beta if you pre-order the game, because it's like, you're basically buying the demo to find out whether or not you want to play the full game. And if you don't like it in the beta, then... Sucks to be you. I I am actually thinking about getting the beta. It is something I'm too. thinking about because I want to see how well it runs before I try and put it on a server. Yeah. And that would be a good way to tell with whether or not it's worth my money and my time. I think. I mean, it would be nice if you were at least able to cancel the pre-order. I hope that's an option. Is that you're able to pre-order, play the beta, and if you don't like it, you can cancel. I hope they do that. But I suspect not. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. It, Based on it doesn't matter to me. I'll just fast it off on someone else. So, talking more about gameplay and mechanics and stuff, um, I am intrigued by this idea of multiplayer, single-player Fallout. Uh, I what they described sounds very interesting to me. Yeah, that it's almost like I mean, it sounds like those types of uh, survival, like open arena survival games, except in Fallout with a story. So I don't know. Maybe I interpret that interpreted that incorrectly, but. Mm. No, I'm, I'm very hesitant with MMOs, especially when they purport to not feel like MMOs. So, this I, I'm very, very cold on this one. I mean, like, I don't even know if it can be called an MMO, though, because... I well, don't think it is, really. That's the impression I got from the way they were... You know, I mean, you all together build a, a shelter and... I mean, sort of. It seems to have MMO elements, but it also seems to kind of defy that description a little bit. Maybe new info will change my mind. I'm just worried about my friends ruining it. Because it's, um, I don't know how, what they have proposed to, uh, like in most, like, MMO-type games, you can severely, like, over-level. I don't know what their leveling system is even like, but I know that I don't want some shitty-ass friends playing while I'm away and then getting super ahead of me and then having everything. Son this of is what I fear. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Rick's how, how right. Mm, I guess I'll just play it single-player. Might as well. <laughs> People are garbage. Or, I mean, just find a group of friends that will only play when you're able to play. Oh, no, these are my, like, immediate friends, like, within the, like, ten miles of each other, and we agree on that, and then uh, a certain someone never actually follows through. <laughs> Subtweeting your IRL friends. Um, so, I don't know. I I am very interested to see if they can, like, follow through with the promises they make. I mean, it is Bethesda, so, you know... Who even knows? They're good at providing a lot of content, 
uh, and then just not having much of it work. So we'll see. Um, Moving on, Cyberpunk 2077. Have at it. So good. I can't... Yeah. (laughs) The thing is, there's not a whole lot to be said because you don't really know what's going on because you only saw, like, cinematic trailers. So um, I'm not really sure what's going on, but I loved every second of it. Well, CD Projekt have a track record with this kind of game, and I think the biggest concern was always, can they nail such a different tone and setting and aesthetic to what they've been working with for the past, you know, 10 plus years. And if these trailers are anything to go by, the answer is a resounding yes, which is really, really super fucking encouraging. Do we know, do we know anything about like what it's going to play like? Uh, I hope like Witcher. I I think that's the the signal. Yeah. Which would I'd... be pretty rad. Um, yeah. Probably have more guns be... and augments and things like that. Maybe yeah. a little bit closer to Deus Ex. Maybe. Because it is the company that made Witcher, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would hope that they would, you know, like understand why their success happened and recreate it using this new setting. Mm. If it was that easy, though, people would have already been doing it for, for decades. It just isn't. Cough, cough, Nintendo. <laughs> oh, cough, cough, debatable. All right, let's I... keep going because uh, we are rapidly approaching thirty minutes. It's definitely going to go over okay. at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. So, control. You can cut my segment, so it's fine. <laughs> control uh, was shown during Sony's showcase, I believe. Sony, yeah. And I mean, it looks like. Inception, the video game. I was getting some, like, PsyOps vibes from it. Um, it definitely seems like a game meant to screw with your mind. Um, which I'm all about. Which, yeah, I, like. I, I am all about. Um, I mean, it just... It looked pretty rad, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Mm. There weren't a lot of things that have, you know made me very excited from E3 this year, but that one just came out of nowhere. So, any thoughts about that one? It's, um, I want to see more before I get too excited about it. I, I do like sort of the feel it's going for and some of the visual tricks that were in the, the footage they showed were really nice. I didn't see enough to really have anything to base a conclusion off of, I don't feel. Fair enough. Alright, next down is Devil May Cry 5. Thoughts? Which, I'm actually fairly hyped. It's a series I've not really got much experience with, but I'm, I'm quite a sucker for a good spectacle fighter, and it looks really, really good based on the gameplay that they showed. Yeah. At, was it the Xbox conference that they... I, I don't know. I, I didn't really watch the conferences that much this year. I think it, I think it was. A, for context, dear listeners, <laughs> knowing that this was coming up, I thought I'd be really clever and despite the time zone cock-ups because I'm in England, watched every single conference only to come on this evening and find that the two people in America with reasonable times to listen haven't. 
Uh, would you call them reasonable times to listen if they fall during all of my work hours? Yeah, cough, cough, 60-hour weeks, bitch. Cough, cough, headphones. <laughs> what? 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 Anyway. <laughs> I went back and I watched the trailers that seemed interesting. And Devil May Cry certainly seems interesting. Um, I've never been too big on the series. I've always kind of appreciated it from the outside. Um, honestly, I'll get flack for this, but I liked DMC, the game that came out like five years ago or whatever. Hmm. Um, I thought some people did. Fun. Yeah, uh, I was one of them. I hated a lot of the character design and some of the story beats, but it was you know playable, fun, decent. So I just think Dante's insufferable, and I don't necessarily <laughs> want to see him continue his escapade for however long he continues to do so. I just think he's so unlikable. Fair enough. Next on the list is Octopath Traveler for the oh Nintendo Switch. Okay, it looks good. It looks amazing. It definitely looks good. good. That sprite art gets However, my jimmies rustled. Please, please do not be another Bravely Default. I couldn't take it. My heart could not stand it. Just be good, please. I was waiting for you to say that. Bravely Default just isn't good. Straight up. I don't care. Fight in the IRL. I think there are a lot of people that would disagree, but... Yeah, I don't care. (laughs) The battle system looks similar in that it it seems to mimic in some sense the, the brave and default options that you have in combat. And that wasn't even really the problem with Bravely Default. It was no, that, yeah. So as long as they learn from the mistakes, that's fine. Like the combat was all right in Bravely Default. It's just the fact that they like thought you were an idiot and talked down to you, and then made you grind forever, and then made you fight ten of the same bosses in a row in order to get an ending. And then it's just like, oh no, you've only got a hundred more bosses to defeat. Don't let them die and let our voice acting be really awful. (laughs) Well, you could always check out the demo that they said they're going to be dropping. Which I will. And I think they said that you can carry over your save from the demo into the full game. So that sounds enticing. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, next down, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Uh, for the second year in a row, we've pretty much just seen CG. Yep. So, I am kind of lukewarm on it. Um, I loved Beyond Good and Evil, but I just haven't seen enough of this yet. Okay, here's my concern with it. Is I was following Beyond Good and Evil really heavily last year and at one point one of the developers made a remark that he was going to recreate galaxies in full scale and then that made me very nervous and then shortly before E3 this year they said we will not be doing that and I'm like makes sense perfectly fine but now what are you going to be doing instead and they didn't answer that so Mm -hmm. that makes me very nervous because I don't know, and I want to know, and I want to see what gameplay plays like. And they have not even... It's, 
I just want to be happy. <laughs> I just want them to make me happy. Why are they denying you that basic human right? And they could give it to me so easily, and they just are not. There are definitely causes for concern as well. So when they did the this segment of it in their conference, Ubisoft talked for about five or ten minutes about this initiative they have whereby... Uh, they want fans to sort of get involved and, and collaborate on art and music and all the rest of it that goes into the game and the game world, which, on the one hand, it's a bit concerning that they feel the need to outsource that work. On the other hand, clearly PR didn't look over it because it's a game that has a black female protagonist and the project was called something like Space Monkey. So that one might might not quite go so well. I, I think it refers to the chimp in fairness. Probably, but yes, yeah, yeah, no. not great optics there. <laughs> no, nope. I wouldn't have made that connection before, but now that you've said it, I'm still not like, well, obviously it wasn't meant that way, but now it's just like, oh. I didn't talk it until the morning after, but it just sort of occurred to me. I was like, oh, Christ. <laughs> no, I'm excited for it. The, the problem with that is how are they going to ensure the quality? Like, if you're outsourcing your work isn't the quality gonna suffer for that well they're obviously gonna vet it in some way they're going to vet things and make sure that they're only choosing quality stuff but it, it is gonna also run the issue of like how are rights gonna work you know are they... oh you'd waive yeah. that by entering you'd waive your rights that's that well the... obviously but like that has its own problems you know, I mean... Because obviously those creators are going to be like, on Twitter, look what I made for this game. Look what I... And then put it on YouTube, put it on whatever. And it's going to, like, take away some of the magic of, like, finding all those things on release day. Because obviously those creators are still entitled to their works. Well, yeah. they might not be entitled to their respect, works. They have moral rights. They have moral rights. I, it's free PR, then, on the flip side. If you're yeah, really excited about that, then it, it makes sense in that respect. I also think with open worlds, it can be so difficult to, the bigger they get, populate them with meaningful content. And the more people you have sort of getting involved in that, provided that there is adequate vetting and, and quality control, I think it, you probably end up with a better open world for it, maybe. Possibly. I'm a little bit worried about... Because this the scale of it, even though it's not going to be galaxies anymore, thank God, but it's still going to be rather large, and I hope that it doesn't end up being too shallow. Em- yeah, empty. Yeah. Which people disagree with this, but I feel like Breath of the Wild was kind of a little bit too empty as well. I just, totally just disagree. A little bit. Well, just slightly. I just feel like it just slightly had a little bit not enough difference in the areas. That you were going to like there were only like maybe three types of like houses or villages and things like that there was like the horse stables but not much else but that I, I suppose Breath of the Wild is more like a Gary's mod thing in the sense that you're given this expanse to sort of make your own fun in I think it probably benefits in some ways and I, I say this as someone who hasn't played it yet but from the outside, it seems like it benefits from being structured in that way because it gives you all the tools and says, yeah, have at it. 
I think so too, having played it. But for the sake of time, let's close out that discussion on all of those things. Actually, there is one more thing I want to ask. Is it still a prequel? They said it was a prequel, but then Jade showed up at the end, and well, she was evil, and he called her Jade. And I don't know. I don't want to think about it. It would tie in, or at least it could tie in, in as much as, if I'm remembering my playthrough of Beyond Good and Evil correctly, Paige and Jade have a long-standing relationship prior to the start of the original. So I there's no reason why in that sense it couldn't. But I, I, but my understand, I, I could be wrong. I thought that he like adopted her, like when she was a kid. Yeah. So for that to be the case, that obviously could not be a prequel. What we were just shown because she's an adult. But I could buy it being after the first game. So did they just change their mind and it's not a prequel anymore? We they obviously might. don't have the answer, but... I Yeah, I don't want to really think about it too much until they give me more information, just because I'm going to hurt my head trying to, like, put it all together. I guess what I'm getting at is that I'm just not very encouraged because of the lack of gameplay and then the wishy-washiness around... It's a prequel, but actually it might not be a prequel, and it's open-world galaxies, but actually it's a much smaller space, so... Amen. I... It could still be amazing, and I hope it is, but I'm not sold in any regard. Mm. Anyway, let's go ahead. Um, oh, so... there's one more thing. We didn't we didn't mention it. It did occur to me about 10, 15 minutes ago, just before we go to the individual bits. Battletoads. I missed that. I... No, I don't I confirmed want for 2019 no. on Xbox. I totally, confirmed. totally missed that, so I, I don't know what you're talking about. It, Microsoft announced it. And so now all those all those joke prank calls to GameStop asking to pre-order Battletoads, perfectly legit now. Which how about no? I I'm open to it once it goes to PC. I why not? I will have to inform myself about that afterwards. In the meantime, uh, there were a few games that we were each individually excited, or at least paying attention to in some regard but that we were not collectively excited about so we'll just go one by one and talk about what those are so rick i believe you have the longest list so give us your greatest hits sure i will uh, i will try and rattle through them so this e3 for me was quite weird in the sense that a lot of the big publishers and to, to a lesser extent the the um the first parties dropped the ball in a lot of respects so the uh, EA conference was dog. The one shining light in that was Sea of Solitude, which is EA seems to be making sort of a, a token attempt to now reach out to indies and get them in under that umbrella. And that seems to have come from that. Looks really exciting. Love the art style. Um, love the idea behind the story. It's a bit preachy feeling, but it sounds pretty cool. Um, Ubisoft, same deal, dropped the ball in a lot of respects. The one thing that stood out to me was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and this might be me being a sucker for Greek mythology, but looks phenomenal. Looks like the first Assassin's Creed I might actually make an attempt at, at actually playing 
and giving a good go. Um, yeah, Bethesda, similar thing. Rage 2, I want to be good. I want desperately to be good. We didn't really see much to indicate that. My issue with Rage 2, sorry to jump in, but... No, no, no go ahead. I, it's so... The disparity between the way that they're marketing it and the way that the game actually looks like it's going to turn out is so vast. Like, we get all these trailers where it's, you know, people in pink mohawks jumping around, sticking their tongues out, and just having a goofy old Mad Max-style time. And mm. then we get to what they show from the gameplay, and it's just, like, endless expanses of sand going into dark... Uh, outposts and just shooting and darkness and, that's what and I want. death that's, and like yeah their i mean marketing team should be fired <laughs> amen well, they're marketing it poorly well, i think they're aiming for the borderlands mad max crowd that's yeah the, the... but like the gameplay doesn't seem to reflect that it, it yeah, just maybe. it doesn't seem like as nearly as goofy or or as good. zany as Ooh, they want to but anyway, that's all I wanted to throw in. Continue. But yeah, we'll see. I hope it turns out nice, because I liked the first Rage, and I'm hopeful that it will come out good also. Um, I did want to talk briefly about one of the, the Sony exclusives that we didn't touch on earlier, and that's the new Spider-Man game, which I think looks amazing. Oh, excuse me. Um, hopefully it's not all bullshotted and it actually plays like it looked how it plays because that's the most fluid I've ever seen that character perform and I think that fluidity would elevate it above and beyond the the very clear Arkham Asylum inference and inspiration it draws. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really hopeful for that one and honestly that might be the the final push I need to splurge on a PS4 um, and just quickly before I jump out of my thing my um, the last thing on my list that I wanted to talk about was sort of what some of the smaller um, indie but not quite indie sort of new double A publishers have been doing so um, first off Devolver which most people know about and they in amongst the, the jokes and the, the lambasting and the the shots that they took in their quote-unquote conference, they had a game called My Friend Pedro, which looks like the most insane balls-to-the-wall sort of 2D um, spectacle shooter and looks really, really, really fun. It reminded me, not in the art, but in terms of the general feel of a game called Not a Hero, if either of you remember that. I don't think so. Well, you had the purple bunny lord and you had to elect him president. No, it doesn't sound familiar. Was it called Not a Hero? Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. The vibe reminded me a little bit of that. It also reminded me a bit of Trials in that that it seems to demand a lot of you in terms of manipulating the physics and what happens there. But it looks amazing. And that probably will be a day one purchase for me. And the other one I wanted to talk about, and I hadn't really heard of these until recently, but I think they probably deserve more attention, is a publisher called Raw Fury. So they have three games um, that they've they've been talking about that I'm excited for. The first one is The Last Night, which 
Uh, people might remember from E3 last year. It was a Microsoft conference then. It's the sort of cyberpunk pixel sprite, beautiful artwork game based on an, an itch.io concept from a way back. Um, they're publishing that. The second one is a game called Sable, which is sort of a self-shaded um, desert expanse and you're playing a person exploring it. Music aesthetic all looks like it's coming together and I'm really keen on that and trying not to laugh at toast wolfing her food down. Uh, she's muted so she can't do anything back to me. I'm super hungry, okay? I noticed. <laughs> and uh, I've been waiting for this to get over so I could eat, but it's your segment, so I'm going to eat. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> and the last one is a game called Night Call, which is sort of papers please if it's a noir setting and you're in a taxi rather than in a border post. So I'm, I'm really keen to see where that goes. It looks like they're, they're picking real talent and putting sort of muscle behind them in promoting it and getting it out there. And in an industry where there seems to be such a big divide between your AAA annualized franchises and your uh, indies getting lost in the, the mire that is Steam, it's really nice to see something start to build up in the middle. And also for those companies not to sort of waste your time in the way that Bethesda and, and UB and EA do with 90-minute long conferences that are mostly dance and song numbers that you don't really care about. Um, Devolver do their 15-minute thing. Most of it lasts a little bit as a game. Uh, Raw Fury had collectively maybe 20 minutes in the PC conference. And Square Enix did this as well, to be fair. Square Enix put all of their shit into a half-hour recording game, 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 blasted it through. And I really appreciate that. I think that's the better way to do things at E3. And I think that's the positive note that I want to leave my segment on. Okie doke. So I'm just going to jump right ahead. No transitions here. Um, mm-hmm. So there were two that... And they're both Nintendo games. That's funny. Um, there were two that I was really interested in. But there there were others that kind of caught my eye here and there that I'll definitely keep track of over time so like serico um what was the subtitle for that uh shadows die twice the new from software game interested to see where that Nia from software edition. <laughs> um and i guess ghost of tsushima also i mean it looks visually astounding um the gameplay looks a little iffy but we'll definitely keep an eye on it um, some other little things here and there, indies and whatnot, I'll keep track of. But uh, the big two I wanted to talk about were Fire Emblem Three Houses, which was officially announced uh, during Nintendo's Direct. I'm very interested to see how this goes. Um, it looks very different than the style that they developed for Awakening and Fates and mm. even um, even Echoes recently they've kind of expanded even beyond that uh having actual like what appears to be 3d models on the battlefield that you can send around and even in other scenarios looks like you have like full squads uh along with your characters to fight with you um 
interestingly enough, there was no indication of any of the dating simulator type stuff that we've had recently. So we'll see. You if... know, <laughs> who no. knows? Who knows? May or may not. Uh, we'll see. Um, this definitely does seem to. I mean, at least at first glance, it appears to be darker and more realistic in tone than Awakening and Fates, more akin to what I'd say Echoes was going for. Um, so we'll see. Very, very piqued in my curiosity. Next is Super Mario Party, and I have this on the list just for the sake of it seems like we're actually getting a real Mario Party game again after so long of just getting these fake-ass Mario parties. Um... Looks like they're actual boards that you can you roll dice and get them to run around, and then you have mini games that are stupid Cooking Mama ripoffs. Uh, I I am curious to see how the like using multiple consoles together thing works. Mm. Um, what they showed of that wasn't entirely clear, but I'm sure we'll get more information on that later. But honestly, I'm always down for some Mario Party. I can't wait for the people in my MFA program to play that with me on nights of drunken poetry readings. <laughs> and uh, we'll all yell at each other. It'll be great. That's all I have to say. Toast, take it away. Uh, I'm not even really that excited for much. Um, but you have to have a segment, so go ahead. If I have to be excited for something that nobody else in the podcast is, it would be Anthem. If they don't fuck it up, which, which they, they will. probably will. It's EA, they will fuck it up. So half of the writers quit for it, so we have that. Um, EA has stated that I don't think they really want it, like, I think they're giving it to an umbrella company, which is, uh, concerning. Well, actually not concerned, because it's EA. I don't want them handling it. Let's have some other company do it. Um, they changed the colors of all the mechs to be definitive of what class you are, which they all look stupid. <laughs> um... They still, in their trailer, they said using games engine, but they didn't say in-game graphics, which has me concerned. Yeah. Because um, that's very different than in-game graphics. Um, and they didn't really... They showed more last year than they did this year. Yeah, that was the big concerning thing. Which is concerning. Yeah. Last year looked super, super good, didn't it, guys? Sure. Now it doesn't. They showed this um, year. They showed what, like those ten-second clips in the middle of the weird talking panel they had, and that was in most whatever. Of it. Yeah, and whatever story they're trying to shoehorn in is really bad. So we have that going for us, guys. It'll be great. You sound so I optimistic. Have, I'm very concerned, but I'm excited. I guess. <laughs> That's the. I wanted this to be good so bad because it looks so good. We're going to get another Sea of Thieves. Mm. Sea of Thieves like was hamstrung from the beginning. Though. Anthem might at least have a single player. Sea of Thieves is 
useless without a friend. Yeah, Sea of Thieves last year, though, it was shown at E3 and it looked really good. Um, that's, like... Mm. I I was on record back then as saying it was going to be No Man's Sea. But... <laughs> and, Toast, did you also want to say anything about Halo Infinite? Oh, um, could be good. If they decide to take a story approach this time instead of, um, whatever the fuck they were doing last time, um, or whatever the crap they were doing last time, it could be super, super good. Um, it looks like it's going to set around Master Chief, because of course it is, because he's the only good thing that they have, so why take that away from everybody, even though he's died? So, um... Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, spoiler. Sorry, guys. Yeah, Master Chief dies. But he doesn't, because recents. Um, it looks like it's a prequel, so it could be okay. I don't know. I, they didn't give a whole lot. They literally just showed us a logo and showed us Master Chief's helmet without it being cracked. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's it, all we have. It could be worse. Like you guys said, you didn't watch the conference. It, it's bad enough being a Halo fan in that situation. If you're a Gears fan, you are told Gears of War Five is coming, but in the meantime. We're going to show you a 30-second clip advertising the new pop finals. <laughs> oh, and also we made a mobile game. You can't complain like because you play mobile games. Yeah. But games that were made for mobile and that are mobile franchises rather than I've played this third-person cover shooter for a decade or so on consoles. I really want the next one, and instead of making the next one, they're putting effort into what's likely to be a freemium model thing to sit on my phone while I'm waiting in a queue or I'm on the toilet. Like that, that's... And on that stunning image, <laughs> we're going to close out this episode because it's run even longer than I hoped it would. But I think that uh, I think we got some good hot takes out of this. Uh, and it wasn't my fault, it was Rick's. <laughs> what do you I'm gonna mean? eat my goddamn taco. I don't know, you uh, laid some smack down on Smash Bros. I'd, I'd call that a hot take. Oh, no, I meant the long run time was Rick's Oh, yeah, fault. yeah, that is your fault, Rick. That is I think it, entirely... I was concise and to the point. Yep. So, uh, you, you sit on a throne of because the toilet that you said you were sitting on and that's that's how we're ending this is you rick pooping really pooping Thanks. out words from i don't butt. want this <laughs> what the taco i'll send it to me i'll have it no uh... have a good day everybody <laughs> bye